1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As International Week starts to get into full swing Lyndon Dyke says he's raring to go after being hospitalised earlier this year Craig Gordon will be watching on with interest To see who takes his place in goal According to one of the contenders Liam Kelly And Derek McInnes elsewhere is fed up of officials apologising And wants them to up their VAR game I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight You've got Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley Before I look forward Gordon I'm going to look back And I'm going to look back to last Saturday when all the Premier League teams were playing and I came out of my game obviously I'm going to have to mention this that we won Shock. and then I, I saw all those games and you know saw the highlights at night absolutely fantastic for Scottish football I know there's some VAR stuff that went on but I really really enjoyed everyone playing on the same day and then like you said there Lyndon Dykes I saw his interview absolutely delighted for him I spoke to him when he was in hospital so good firstly to see him out and healthy but also back doing what he loves you two are officially in Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Limbo Simon Donnelly we're probably just Slowly getting over the, the week. weekend yeah, uh, And then it's international break And we have to wait until Saturday So you, t- you two better be on top of your game tonight Because it's uh, you're right in the middle of it all Certainly looking forward to it uh, I'm going to mention the Kilmarnock penalty That wasn't given And the referee that sent my partner here off he's No, is it the same guy? It's the same guy Oh, He's stitched Unbelievable. you up He's made you say that Incredible Yeah, for the shoulder as well Maybe you can put it up for the listeners to see See both your Nobody think. cares about <laughs> Incidents well, I mean, in your Queen of the I mean South games. that And the Premier League one And see you know mm. What kind it's of what's all going about on you, Honestly 01419511025 That is the number You need And it is a bit of a, gla- a Blank canvas Easy for me to say At this point An international break Because we're bang smack In the middle It is quite early We start looking ahead To some of the talking points Ahead of the Scotland game At the weekend We'll hear from Lyndon Dykes Some very interesting stuff Given uh, his recent health issues If you do still have any club issues uh, On your mind Then you can share it Maybe this feels like a, a bit of a break A chance to reset Maybe a chance to look ahead To the running That your team's got Between now and the end of the season and It just feels like There's never a night on this show Where VAR is far away From people's minds uh, So anything at all Why not pick up the phone And let us know 01419511025 I mean for goodness sake Last night we were Swamped with calls about the price of the Scotland strip. It just shows you things that can snowball on, on weeks like this. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. It's yeah. very nice. It's, oh, one, very of, it's one of the best ones, but mm. 90, 90 quid. Is that how much it is? Thanks for listening last night. Wow. Yeah. No, I was busy last night. I need to try and get a freebie from someone. That was my thought. I need to get three. Wow. <laughs> Do you know, honestly, right? I, I can't believe I'm going to come clean about this. So we were talking about it last night on the show. And I said, I did try, try to buy one yesterday morning and it was sold out. It was mm-hmm. a nightmare, sold out. So I've arrived in at the office today and I've got an email from the receptionist saying, There's mail here for you and there's never mail for me, right? Uh, unless open. it's like a hate, unless it's like hate mail for it's the show. From Simon. Like written in crayon. <laughs> um, so I go and it's like the Jiffy bag and it's unmistakably the same size, shape, weight, and everything as a football top, <laughs> no right? Way. And I'm thinking, No way, no way has someone heard my plea and sent one over. My heart rate. Picked up a, and I ripped open and it's not that at all. I mean, it is a football top, but for something entirely different. Not even for me. <laughs> oh wow! Well, that's what I get for getting my hopes up. But anyway, one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need tonight. So come on down if you do have Scotland on your mind. It will be early, early thoughts. Maybe on the goalkeeping situation, for instance. 
uh, early thoughts in the team I know there was talk last night about where the teams train I don't know if that's the type of thing that really cuts through and, and bothers fans or not uh, And if you'd rather look back, if you'd rather talk about your club That is absolutely fine There's Derek McInnes actually, he's got some very uh, strong words on referees and VAR and that sort of thing So what's your thoughts there? Is this maybe a chance for everyone to take stock? Can we put any small improvements in place between now and the league starting back? Or is that wishful thinking? Let us know 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I mean quite right I mean Michael Horn who's a big Aki's fan tweeted me Don't forget the SPFL Trust Trophy final on Sunday But yeah. that's a touchy subject Around exactly. you of course So why you mention so, that? Well he just sent me a tweet And I thought Yeah hey, I bet he did <laughs> Just read it out It's just landed yeah. right in my inbox uh, But anyway Come on Come on down Let us know what is on your mind tonight The floor is yours I'm expecting maybe something From left field Because that's the way it can work uh, On international break And it is a few days away Simon And it, it, maybe I've always got this feeling That for some people It, it We've not played in a while Steve yeah. Clark's team have been out of action So it's kind, it can what be was, for, What was the last game? Uh, was Turkey? Turkey friendly Turkey, yeah. So for some people it's, it's sort of like Out of sight, out of mind And then the closer it gets And you start realising We're going to have a new goalkeeper in yep. And you know Maybe a new look to some of the team And then it's the start of a new era It's the start of a new qualification campaign um, And maybe it sort of builds up Intensity as the, the week goes on Yeah I'm a wee bit like that I must admit You know You kind of put it on the back burner you know, with the domestic stuff, uh, and then when it comes round, we get the the Scotland hat on again. I've got a game myself at the weekend, so I'm oh gonna, wow, I'm, yeah. So I'm going to miss the Cyprus. Oh, that's right. It's great. To, it's great Cyprus. to have one of our next week as well. We'll pull hamstring or something. <laughs> it's great to have one of our. Um, it's great to have one of our Clyde One Super Score involved have, in this Celtic Legends game boots. since Mark Wilson got overlooked. Did he? We were winding him up big time last <laughs> night. <But> Simon's <laughs> playing. I mean, you're just holding him. Getting on. Is that what you're going to say? Don't know. You've got a good few years. I'm going to try and borrow Willow's boots. You look after yourself. Who's it against? Liverpool. Nice. He's man marking Stevie G. Hey, forty thousand at Anfield. Wow, it's a big one. That is. That's going to be embarrassing when they all skipping by. I can't wait. I'm going to watch this. I'll pay to watch this. (laughs) YouTube bank is fine. Have you been in the particular training regime for this? In Dubai. Bits and bobs. Mm. Bits and bobs. You told me you were out walking this morning. Uh, do you I don't know, know if that's going to cut I, it. No, walking football, no. But <laughs> I've played twice at Anfield in my career, right? The one was 0 0 in the UEFA Cup, we went out and away goals. The other one was Ian Rush's testimonial, and they battered us 6 0. I think this could be worse this And one. Kenny Dalglish came off the bench that night for Liverpool. <laughs> So I don't know how this one's going to pan out oh, You must have some young whippersnappers in your team though, no? I think we've got uh, Ross Wallace who's I've played of him at Burnley yeah. Yeah. Uh, Niall McGinn, who I believe is still playing Yep, in Ireland Mikel Lustig, who was at the game last week He's only 35, so we've, we've got some younger ones be fine, eh? Who's the older ones? Yourself and Me, <laughs> Harold Bratback Just the two of us <laughs> He was an answer on one of the quizzes I didn't even know who that was He's in his 50s Come on He's wow. even older than one of the most famous goals for Celtic Come on no, This is, pre, this is yeah. pre-Marvin isn't yeah. it Pre-eight yeah. years ago But to get back to the, the Scotland game Scotland-Spain next week That rolls off the tongue I've been at two Spain games over the years 84 I'm showing my age I was there when we beat them 3-1 Yep uh, Mo Johnson Dolish. And then I was back, I think, 2010 when Spain won 3-2. They were world champions at the time. I think Naismith scored. Yeah. 
And I took my son to that game Two great games It was close That was close It was close Anyway uh, Right 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Maybe you've got Scotland on your mind Maybe international football Doesn't float your boat Maybe you've got something else entirely So come on Pick up that phone on 01419511025 Paul is first through tonight Hi Paul How are you? Very well Thanks Gordon Hi Simon Hi Marvin uh, My point is uh, the story's a bit of bad and not been happy. Uh, on Saturday, the rumours that I heard was that in the summertime, Andy's looking for a centre-half, a centre-midfielder, and a centre-forward. So I think he's actually preparing the way for Abada to go to pastures new. And I've heard that Southampton's very nice at this time of the year. So... <laughs> Well, this did come up last night, Simon, and I, I guess one, it, yeah. one for you with your Celtic hat on. Stories it. that Leila Bada is not going to sign a longer term extension and therefore Celtic would look to cash in in the summer. What did you make of it? Yeah, well, listen, Paul's heard rumours there. I've not heard any of that. Uh, I listened to you talking about it last night and Willow talking about it. I think the guys had a. You know, there was a caller, I think, on last night. You know, I think it was a really harsh regarding Abada. I don't know the situation What I will say is The guy's 21 He's come in there I don't have his goal return off uh, My head here But He's been very impressive In the time he's been at the club But what I will agree with Paul Is I think Ange has shown The time he's been at Celtic He's always A transfer window ahead You know so Whatever's happening behind the scenes He'll have other plans in place You just only have to look to the two Recent departures Giacomakis and Juranovic uh, You know we had replacements lined mm-hmm. up And they've come in Certainly the, the full back has come in And I, I keep using the word seamlessly It looks as if Johnson's been there for four seasons So if the kid is moving on uh, You know you'd wish him well uh, and a full confidence in Ange to have some sort of replacement. To answer your question, he's got 27 Celtic 27 goals Celtic. and he's about Listen, a 1 in 3. 21 year old, ratio. 27 goals. Roughly and he's 1 in 3. Important goals in there yeah. against Rangers uh, on more than one occasion. So I've got no complaints. The guys did really well at Celtic. He's a different. The six or seven strikers all have different attributes. You're saying, he's, of course, he plays mm-hmm. on the wide. He's different to Maeda. He's different to Jota. And I think that's why these guys have complemented each other so well because at different scenarios or different situations in other games, they're, they're there for, for the Ange to use. Yeah, it doesn't. It, listen, if, if he is to move on, um, then, then kind of so be it. And like Simon said there, Ange is always a step ahead. Um, he'll be prepared for all players, you know, eventually even the club. This is football. This is what happens. You know, if a batter thinks it's perfect for him to go and sign for I think Paul said Southampton there for benefit his career then I'm sure Andrew will pat him on the back but then have the next one lined up to come in and I think you know pre-Andrew we saw what happens if, you, if you're not prepared for players to leave and you're not prepared for transfer windows unfortunately under Neil Lennon um, you know so as I said players always move on it's about the manager and the football club being ready for that to happen I mean it does seem Paul like we're, you know, we're a long Potentially a, a couple of months away anyway And then who knows But it, hypothetically uh, How sad would you see see him How sad would you be to see him go Sorry how much is he a player you rate Or is this just another one Where it's like you know Juranovic goes and You're happy with the re- the replacement uh, I think it'd be old enough to see The break up of those in lines I don't think I'll lose too much sleep About any of them Wanting to move on You know so 
It's easier, I guess. You, you build that faith, don't you? I guess you know if, if you I, do. If, you know, Celtic been and Postecoglou. I've been on this show, and like Jackie Macus was a favourite with the fans. Juranovic was a favourite uh, with most Celtic fans. I'd, I'd imagine in their time there, but at the time, you know, I, I knew just from the recruitment before. I knew there'd be there'd be people lined up to come in, and as I say, the guy Johnson's came in. I liked Juranovic, but mm-hmm. arguably this guy might be better. You know. He's, he's hit the ground running Like most of Angie's signings uh, I think he's been really impressive Yeah and he's younger too isn't he Yeah. Um, so yeah listen I don't think you can fault Angie's Anything he's done at Celtic Football Club since coming in And, and definitely on the transfer front um, I mean with Abada in particular It's a strange one isn't it Because he's clearly Contributes in a, in a big way We always mm-hmm. talk about the numbers And you definitely can't argue with that There's still that feeling I guess for some people, if Ange Postacoglu had a, a do or die game tomorrow, he probably wouldn't give him the nod to start. It probably would go to you know Maeda and Jota. Um, what have you made of him over over that time? I think he's been brilliant. I really, really do. And you know, you talk about his age and, and being twenty one. He, he's still in his infancy in terms of his footballing career, and he's a player that's definitely going to get better. There's an awful lot of potential there. Um, and, and as I said, to be at that age and contribute the goals he has scored and you know some of the performances he has put in, it will be a loss to Celtic. There's, there's no two ways about it. If Ange could pick to le- uh, lose him or keep him, we definitely want to keep him. But as I said, you know it always happens with players. At times, many different things come up and they might be unhappy and not get enough football or might see a bigger opportunity elsewhere. But as I said, Ange won't be caught mm. short. He'll be prepared for this. I mean, you two will know this obviously much better than me. I, I assume... There are levels of unhappiness, though. Yeah, I mean, we always yeah. when when you, when we hear these stories, you, we we get the impression that you know they, they just don't want to be there anymore. And whilst that technically might be true, is it a bit more nuanced than that? Is it a case of well, you know, I'm at a stage if I can get a good move, I'll take that. It's not that they're you know kicking down doors and no, nothing to... like that. I think that's always the case, Gordon. If I'm honest, you know, if players can get a move or a better move in their eyes, and then they always want to take it. I think and will be in a situation, um, you know, where he doesn't want any player to be happy that's not starting week in, week out. And that's kind of where the hunger comes from. And, you know, when they do come in, they can impact things because players, I, I've been there, Simon would have been there, you know, when you're not playing and, and you are unhappy in a sense that I want to be playing. I'm not unhappy that I want to leave the club or I'm going to ruin training or kick doors down. You're exactly right there. But it's just part and parcel of football. And as I said, you know, and won't be surprised by players being unhappy. In fact, to be happy that they're unhappy that they're not playing because he doesn't want people just to sit around mm. at Celtic, you know, being happy to be a bit part. Uh, let's thank Paul and bring in Mark and Mary Hill Get his take on things, Mark Good evening gentlemen, how are we doing? Not bad at all, are you well? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks Good man, what are you thinking? Um, what is Abada, a great player, young young talent um, I'm pretty surprised at the goals um, You've just mentioned there, considering the starts he gets He's a bit part player And that's what he's doing for us And we're willing to, well the rumour is We're willing to let him go Now, fair enough But we're letting quality players go which I'm kind of worried about. We should be keeping hold of Jackamakis and the right back we just let go as well for next year's push to the Champions League. Um, but if we're going to let them go, the quality young players we're bringing in, and so far we're letting them go on the cheap, which um, kind of surprises me. And Abada, for me, 15, 20 million. He's 21 years old, and you can see he's going places. Yeah, it depends. I mean, yeah. cheap is one of these totally subjective things. Mm. You can. You can make your own mind up on it Mark thinks that players are going on the cheap I mean we, it does seem like we're too early To be talking about an actual fee It's just the one that was mentioned Just that it was, it was 10. 10 Yeah No listen I, I don't know the value In the, the, the market with players it's still, well, it's still decent though When you've only 
paid a couple it, of million for is, the player I mean, in the first place. The only thing as we're discussing it here, I'm thinking the boy's twenty one, it's his second season at Celtic, he's banging goals in. I think he's more than a bit part player because he started yeah. against mm-hmm. Real Madrid. He had a chance at the beginning of the game against at Real Madrid at Celtic Park. He yeah. started games against Rangers. He's not a bit part player. I think just with the way and rotates his squad at times And the form that Maeda has had since the World Cup You know it's hard to leave him out if he's fit uh, It looks as if they're going to be in the Champions League next year So you know I think maybe just a little bit premature for him to be thinking about moving Yeah no, I agree with you But he's probably in a position like you're saying there He started those big games and he's done well yeah. in them Obviously you know he missed a chance against Real Madrid But he still had to be there to miss it kind of thing And he's probably thinking I want I want to play for Celtic every single week yeah. And he does look at the other wingers and says Listen there's a healthy competition here Some really good wide and players And I think that was maybe Jackie Marcus's thing as well yeah. Where he couldn't shift Kyogo Exactly they, they don't want to leave Celtic him. Let's be honest they're yeah. the size of the club They don't want to yeah. leave Celtic But they have to do what they think is best for their careers It's interesting because at a quick glance right I think he's played about Half the minutes in the league this season Yeah, um, Just a, a quick look on transfer market There may be other more uh, reliable sources I'm not entirely sure But if you look at the minutes Divide that by the number of games that have been played mm-hmm. So he's he's played, if I, if he's I played half it, the yeah, minutes before the so World that, Cup I, I would have probably thought he would have started more often than not It's it's from Maeda's form Maeda's came in there And I think he's always going to play Jota So Abada's kind of fell by mm-hmm. the wayside a wee bit You've got Haksabanovic knocking on the door there as well now So it is, it's, that's what happens at a big club uh, But I, I would say uh, It's maybe just a wee bit early for him You know His second season mm. And a lot to, I know what you're saying He wants to play But It's a good time to be at Celtic They're winning mm. a lot of stuff They're playing lovely football The guy's scoring goals And they've got a Champions League Around the corner again um, I mean Mark I know maybe not the massive fee You had in mind But continually to buy players For a couple of million Sell them on for three or four times That is that If you can sort of keep doing that And Getting the type of replacements that you've had so far, is that not a fairly sort of sensible way of going about it? Oh, definitely, business wise, definitely. Um, but obviously, as fans, we want to see players kept on the part that are going to not just entertain us, but take us further. Um, and being 21 years old, what he can do for us if, if he was um, starting more games. Now, I, I said bit player, maybe a wrong um, choice of words there, but he's wanting to leave because he's not getting the starts. Now, that's what he wants. Now, for me, my, my dream is Jordan on the left A bad on the right All day long I'd start with that um, I know people say Maeda comes on And runs them ragged But um, A bad on the right, um, right And Jordan on the left for me It's interesting Maybe He's slightly Isn't it A different sort of category To the The two high profile ones That left I think Respectively Juranovic and Giacomakis Are 27 and 28 uh, I mean you're pulling on the boots This weekend right So <laughs> I, I'm not saying You're over the hill At 27 and I 28 <laughs> Far from it I'll meant Simon sorry But th- There is There would be a, a realistic hope That you know Well if you can keep Leo Labada And he yeah. keeps getting better He might And I'm not saying he will well, He might get much better If you're Giacomakis 28 you know, you're going to improve drastically between yeah. that point. No, it's a fair, it's a fair point. A and I think Abada, watching him over the two seasons, when he first came in, really raw, very quick, but good for a goal. And I th- I, he's not the polished article now, but he certainly has improved in the two seasons. So you're, you're right. I think if he keeps on that track and improving, you know, there's an even better player in there. But and his thing, Simon, will be that the quicker, you're talking about improvement yeah. there with him. You improve by playing games. 
and I'm just sitting there. He might not even be. This might just be a rumor mm. out of nowhere. But as a player at 21, I know we're not, saying. But that. is he not playing games though? But, but he's saying he played half the minutes. That, that, that's mm. not. That's not enough. If you're contributing and you're out there, and you feel that you should be playing. You feel that you're up to playing and you're doing well when you are playing. I I, half I know, the minutes is enough. I know enough. what you're saying, Marv, but I don't think this is another thing that I. I'm looking from the outside in Ange The environment there I don't see anybody really sulking I know Jack and Marcus Would have been wanting to play And maybe that's The factor that You know He ended up moving on But these guys are coming off the They are making Yeah You know Positive well, impacts When they come off the to bench round that After po- half To hour, round that point after off after uh, Paul has sent me a message Which And I think this was a question On Beat the Pundit Funnily enough a few weeks ago One of my Favourite Answers because it did surprise me at the time Abada is one of only two players That's played every league game for Celtic this season right. It's him and Matt O'Reilly Would you believe But where is he in the minutes? That I don't know Marvin. Well, that, that, well that's, that's where that's what I mean I'm not but, saying that he's ever going to be sulking But when the team's winning clearly, Playing as well as they are Paul's, Getting applauded as they are You want to be out was, there He's clearly in the picture though, oh, Of course he, he is Of course yeah. he is It's not like he's out of the mm. picture He won't be thinking that himself But he just wants more minutes And a and team again, is playing we're, fantastically we're, well there was speculation yesterday, wasn't it? So yeah, that, yeah. there might be Southampton might go down and all that sort there's of stuff. A, there's yeah. another angle as well, you know. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Mark and Mary Hill. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's zero one four one nine five one one zero two five, or it's Twitter at Clyde S S. B. If you want to turn your attention slowly towards international football You can do that between now and 8 o'clock I've just got a funny feeling some of you will like the comments from Derek McInnes on VAR and refereeing So you can step up to the plate when we play those And if there's anything else out there 0141 Paul dialed that very number Take it away Paul hey, Hi Gordon, hi Simon, hi Marvin Hello. Uh, It's just, it's really my... Uh, just my take on the, the rumours that are starting to surface that Abada eh, wants to leave or he's no signing his contract extension or that. Eh, I like Abada. I, I like the whole squad, to be honest. I'm happy with the whole squad. The two the two guys I wasn't took, you know, and one of the guys that got sold eh, in January. Eh, and I think they maybe thought they were better than Celtic. Eh, and the two of them that shot in the Champions League never done it for me, so... I was very vocal about Juranovic being, I didn't like him as a defender. Uh, he's doing well in Germany attacking, I don't know how he's doing defending wise. But uh, the thing I feel now is when Ange came, uh, he did say he was given interviews to machine. If anybody doesn't want to be here, they don't, they don't need to be here, I won't try to keep them here. And you do think a wee bit of that to start with, that's maybe just to get the fans inside. But 100% believe him. I mean, it's quite refreshing. Uh, I must have quite refreshing for players as well that if you don't want to be there, you'll not be there. There's no MD going to try to uh, beg you to stay. So, and I think Angie's attitude is if you make any noises, if you're not 100%, you can go. Doesn't matter who it is. And that's the way I feel about Abad as well. I like him. I, he's, I think the, the young guy, he's, uh, his goal ratio, and he's, can, the amount of touch to the ball it takes, the, the goals he scores is unbelievable. But if he wants to go, he can go. Any of them can go, to be honest, because I do think that Ange is that uh, he's, a, he's a wise old owl now I think that he's he's got the four continents he knows exactly the kind of guys he wants to bring in so I don't feel it's a worry anymore Just out of curiosity are, 
you say Ed, you know that's the same for any of them. Any of them can go, sort of thing. Are, are there none in an irreplaceable category? I'm just curious because I'm just wondering. None no, that would really answer. give you sleepless nights if they were on their way. Not now, no, no. Fair enough. Because I think that I think as well being a sub at Celtic now is a bit different to being a sub under other managers. But you know that when you know the way that he operates. And you can you can come on and change the game. You can, you can make a big impact in the game. I mean, I know everybody wants minutes, but I think it's a it's a different kettle of fish. But but I, I would I like them all to be honest. Uh, but I don't think any of them are irreplaceable. And I think that's Andy's attitude to it as well. I'm going to phone Paul back If there's ever a night That Kyogo's rumoured to go Or <laughs> Callum McGregor or Rita, I'm going to see if Paul's mm. as, as relaxed No, listen I, I, I tend to agree with most of what Paul said there If not everything uh, I think you have to put your confidence in The likes of Ange Replacing players should he need to I don't think he tolerates Anybody that's maybe going to disrupt The harmony of the the unit And Again, what Paul's saying there is well about substitutes. I mean, he changes it on the hour. It's three, four mm. subs most weeks. I think so that's that's partly Ange Postecoglou and that's partly Celtic, but it is also modern football in the five yeah. sub era. Yeah, of course it is, and he, he, he utilises it brilliantly. You know, and if the if the team need a lift, uh, like at the weekend there when they find themselves behind against Hibs. Uh, an unusual position for them at home in recent times. Uh, he puts the players on, all gets a, the important second goal. So, yeah, everybody will have their favourites, you know, but I don't think, as Paul says, anybody is irreplaceable. Callum McGregor, he could maybe argue with his influence as the captain. One of my favourites just now is Hitati. Mm. I think, you know, when he limps off after 15 minutes, there's a wee bit of magic goes out the team because he's been in such good form, but I don't think anybody is irreplaceable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think, well, Callum McGregor for me, uh, I think as a midfielder is absolutely fantastic. He's probably the only one that I would say maybe a difficulty with Kyogo because the money you would get for him now. But listen, like, we're speaking about a young man here who just wants to play football. How many times have we spoken about people before that are just happy to sit around? I know it gives us a talking point, but we always have to be conscious of he maybe he just wants to play football. You know, he loves Celtic. He loves being there. He just wants to play for them all the time. And I get it. It's hard when you do sit there and a team is winning and you think, oh, I can contribute to that as well as they're doing and all the plaudits they're getting. Like I said earlier, I just want to be a part of this. And it's sometimes it's tougher to sit there and watch a team winning week in, week out than it is when a team's losing. You think, you know what, maybe I'm going to go on and, and get an equaliser here because they are playing great, great football and they feed the wingers constantly. He just wants to be a part of it. That's the other thing as well, though. You go somewhere else, you're not guaranteed. You know what I mean? It's no. I know, but there's, no there's, there's going to be some sort of, you know, looking at Southampton, for example, a, a team that's not going to win week in, week out. So if you are on a bench, you know, in the next two weeks, you're probably going to start again because they, they, they're going to lose a game within that kind of time period. And there won't be one of them that he goes to Ange and says, I demand to play week in, week out. It's just that he probably respects what Ange is doing. He probably respects that the boys are ahead of him at this moment in time and performing when they are playing. So he doesn't have any gripes with that. So that, what can you do then? The next thing is you look at your own future. Mm. Thank you very much to Paul on the line. Let's do one more on this for now. John is also a Celtic fan. What are you thinking, John? Evening, Gordon, Marvin, Simon. Hello. Uh, well, before I make my point about Abada, I think a lot of this uh, is best chief making about Abada with the media. Because over, over the city, it seems to be the media are like, telling guys to sign contracts with Rangers or extensions, etc. Whereas they're trying to make sure Abada's going. But 
But I'm, I'm, as you know, uh, Gordon, I'm a regular on here, and Simon, you don't know. I'm a big fan of your bad. I think he's a, a, to me, he's, he's a better, to me, my personal opinion, he's a better player than Jota, and he's, he's more effective. He brats up for everybody's opinion. But the way I've tried to be got on here a couple of weeks as well, obviously Ange will have a ready-made replacement if he does go. But to me, there's one sitting on the bench now who I think you'll see the best of him next season is Haksabanovic. I think this guy is a tremendous footballer. And I like the way how direct he is, Simon. Obviously, you'll see a lot more of him in, in Celtic, Simon. But I think this guy is a ready-made replacement. Although, I know Ange maybe will want to. If a bad it does go, he likes to keep numbers, you know what I mean? But I think this guy, you'll see the best of this guy next year. And this guy got interviewed the other day as well, talking about the harmony Celtic part with the subs. And uh, there was a thing that was seen uh, on a Twitter post for him after and, uh, it was O and uh, Joe Hart about how you know, on the continuity of the Celtic players all the substitutes included so I think to me a lot of this is with the media as to what you think, what you think guys I mean, it depends I mean John on, on a show like this for instance Simon Donnelly forms part of the media and I, I'm not sure he's trying to drive Leah Labada out I think it would be far from that I think if you actually look at the origin of it it came from Direct quotes from the, the president or owner Or something like that Of Leela Bada's former club He was the one that spoke about it And then it went from there Then a story appears in the paper <clears throat> Like I know fans will always think this I've, I've yet to understand why That would be a mm-hmm. thing Because if he does go Celtic Would get 10 million quid for him So I, I, if for some reason There is someone out there Who wants to get rid of Leela Bada On Celtic's behalf Celtic are going to gain from that so like you get to well. move them on for nothing. So I don't really get the conspiracy theory on that front. Um, what about the rest of it though, Haksabanovic and so on? Yeah, I think I think Haksabanovic. I think there's a real player there. I think he has made a real positive impact coming off the bench. He got the start at Ten Castle in the cup. I thought he'd a quiet game, but then I thought back to my day when you were playing and you get your chance and maybe trying a bit hard. He probably needs a run, but then we go back to. Ange can't guarantee him a run, but I, I really feel there is a player in there. I've watched his two fine finishes at Celtic Park recently. I watched him right at the beginning, I think, when he came off the bench at Dingwall on his debut. I think there is a player there. What I'll say is, what I said earlier on, the, the, the wide players at Celtic, they all bring something different to the table. They're all different, and where Abada, for me, he sniffs out areas. I mean, look at all his, most of his goals are coming in at that back post. Yeah. That isn't a fluke. That's whether it's instinct with him. He's but he's really good at that. Uh, lightning quick, and as I say, from what he was when he first came in to now, a huge improvement. You know, he's he's, he's progressing all the time. Is that the strongest area, Simon? Do you think of the Celtic squad, the the wide area? I think he's got good selection there. Yeah. You know, he's got good selection four or five that he does kind of rotate it at times. Haksabanovic gets very few starts though, doesn't he? Yeah. And then we saw Tynecastle and. Maybe didn't quite, you know, click yeah, for him. Is, is that listen, tough? And it, and does does it become that added think, pressure almost? You're, you're sitting there thinking, all oh, right, he hasn't taken his chance that time. And then he comes off the bench against Hibs and scores a great goal. And then people will say he's an impact player, but I don't believe he is. I just think he needs one good game, one good start, and mm. get a run in the team. You know, and that's down to how he performs. Have to come by in this team, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. But that's the that's that's yeah. the thing about you say modern day football with the five or six subs or whatever it is. And at a club like Celtic, that is what it's all about. You have to, when you get in there, you have to take your opportunity and grab the jersey. Yeah, Andrew will understand better than any of us as well. You know, like you say, Haksabanovic started uh, against Hearts in the Cup and, 
you know, by his own standards, maybe he wasn't that great. But Andrew, no, we'll probably look at the previous games. When's the last time he started before that? He'll yeah. understand that and he'll yeah. be trying to like uh, John's saying maybe to get him ready for next season as well uh, thank you to John on 0141951025 good time to get your calls in uh, we could be speaking to you next we'll hear from Derek McInnes why don't we do that he has been talking about VAR everyone's favourite three letter <laughs> abbreviation and uh, he's fed up of apologies from match officials if you've got any quick fixes that we can roll in between now and the end of the international break now would be the time to share them I'm all ears This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB Now look the reality is now right here in Scottish football I could pretty much open these phone lines At 6 o'clock every night and say what do you think of refs? What do you think of VAR? And we could probably do it until 8 o'clock and then everyone would properly lose the will to live. Um, it's going to happen on a Monday. It's going to happen just after games. And every now and then, if people say something interesting, uh, we can dip in and out of it. So let's um, let's hear a bit from Derek McInnes. And I encourage you to get your thoughts in quite quickly uh, on this. You, know, you look at the weekend that, that just was, now that the dust has settled a bit... It, is it as bad as everyone is, is saying? Have we reached some sort of tipping point that serious change is required? Is there a little bit of it kind of snowballing and is overreacting to certain things? Or how, how do you feel about it? And is there anything that realistically can be tweaked quickly? Because I keep hearing all this stuff, you know, our refs just need to be better, which sounds great. But I mean, in theory, how do you, how do, you do that and how do you do it quickly? Um, but let's hear from Derek McInnes. He says he's sick fed up of getting uh, apologies from the Scottish FA over refereeing decisions he's calling on the officials to up their game he wants them to prove that bringing in VAR was the right call it was the one big hand he's like I don't know how I've got away with it he's a new right away it's hit his arm and I just I said to the referee why were you not asked to look at that he says well VAR said they checked it and there's no need to look at it I thought the referee was actually a decent game today but it's it's like VAR was brought in for for the referees to help the referees and aid them and get them the chance to have a second look at things. And I, I think we seem to be looking at so many things that aren't they mm. needing looked at again and there's so many things that we should be looking at again, particularly that penalty uh, kick. So um, it's frustrating. I think we've had really, we've been, uh, you hear Ange and you hear whoever talking about you know, almost kind of scoffing at VAR as if they get nothing. We, if you look at us, we have a zilch. Honestly, it's ridiculous. We have, we don't seem to get any breaks at all. Right, where where are we on this? Because it feels like certainly the hysteria reached a, a high point or or <clears throat> round about that at the weekend. Is that because it genuinely has got worse? It's at is it its worst or is it was it always going to snowball? Was the momentum of negativity always going to build up and therefore you feel like every high profile mistake is worse than the the last one? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always frustrated me From the minute it came in It really has so You don't and feel like More frustrated now So to speak <sighs> It's not an acceptance But it's just I, I go I cover as you know Most of the Celtic games mm. And I just accept now That there's, there's something Going to happen within the game And it, it's 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 changed the way We watch football It really has You know There's goals And people are Hesitant to celebrate and I've seen it time and time again at Celtic, but I, I agree with Derek McInnes there. That that decision at the weekend, that's it's a penalty mm. kick, and they don't, they don't even look at the back. But it is. It's a, I talked to you in the break there about 
I watched Nottingham Forest Newcastle the other night and was it Newcastle scored yeah. and the, the, it was bizarre it, it was given offside after Nottingham Forest having two goals at trying to clear the ball because and they were it deemed get, not it, deliberate it taken back for the yeah and it just it's just changed the way we watch football and for me mm. it's frustrating the life out of us I mean it just feels like this maybe says more about how sad I am Marvin I had a social media experiment the other day right because what I'm seeing now is ah, get rid of it get rid, just get rid of it it's more hassle than it's worth and uh, I typed in get rid of VAR right just to see what would come and by the way they're saying this in England yeah. they've been saying it for years and, and now we're saying it and it just feels like a very typical approach we've had it for a couple of months and we really kind, we kind of should have known that it would be like this if you look at other leagues international competitions and so on um, but now that we're here we really don't like it and we, sh- we shrug the shoulders and just say ah yeah get rid of it I mean how, how, how do we actually ever progress because like I said to Simon it does feel like see next week when there's a mistake that'll feel worse than the previous one and then on to you know it snowballs yeah. and it feels like the negativity just really builds yeah I think it does I think there's an element of frustration within there as well but I've said it before and I'll say it again you know some of the decisions the, the one that Derek McInnes is talking about and there's one also uh, St Marin v Dundee United the penalty yeah I know but I think you know if the referees come out and if they're allowed to do so and they speak about so whoever's in the VAR room and said the reason I didn't get that one check with Andy Constantine was because of this now there's no right of reply from us but they just say this was the reason why I think if it if we can hear why that wasn't looked at why they didn't think it was important for referees to go across to the monitor and look at that again I think we can kind of make sense of it I think the frustration mm. builds up because we don't understand why now we're all sitting here in the studio and for the life of us, we cannot understand why the referee wasn't told to go and look at that with Andy Considine. For me, that's a that's a handball. It's a blatant penalty. Some of the stuff yep. we've seen given, that is a penalty. The same with the St. Mirren Dundee United. I just I just think they need to come out and just just speak. And I, I think they would want to do it. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's a, an open press conference, but if you know, they could have you know, something called YouTube, for example, and three incidents from the weekend. This is the reason why we didn't give that or we did give that. And I think it would just, you know, take the tension down a, a few notches. I mean, there's there's instances there. Obviously, Derek McInnes is talking about the Kilmarnock side of it and getting zilch, as he said mm-hmm. there. And as I say, the Celtic games that I cover, so I'm, I, I can only really talk about them when I'm, I'm seeing them. And you know, you watch uh, the Scottish Cup game with, with Hearts, where uh, Johnson puts the cross in. Now, for me, that looks like a free kick inside the ball. It looks like a penalty. But they don't even look at it, and it's almost mm. like. You don't this look is at the these thing things I, and then they go back to yeah, look at I, I other do wonder, are... I, I do wonder though if sometimes the language is, is difficult as well Because when we say like they don't even look at it What do you uh, mean? Well VAR don't, VAR don't say anything You better have a look at that but How do you know? Alright you mean the ref doesn't go over to the monitor? Yeah ah, but, but that's not the same as they don't look well, at they it they check everything you know what I mean? don't they? Yeah. Every, every goal that goes oh, in Every penalty. incident Every that, and that's what I mean. So yeah, if you've checked it, then they, they don't value telling the ref to go and have a look at that in the monitor. Yeah. They, they, they dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, that's a penalty kick. Yeah. For No matter who's playing mm-hmm. there, that looks to me, he puts the cross in, he gets taken out. But, I guess, I know, but, but then what? they look at other things where, I think one of the goals get checked at the weekend. I think Haksabanovic's mm-hmm. might get checked and everybody's scratching their head yeah. going, why? But again, you do just check every goal though, don't you? That That's the point. It yeah. does. It just checks every goal mm-hmm. and then sometimes that'll take a bit longer than others. As you mentioned, that, what was it, the, the Newcastle one. Because whatever can be, and then and then there's an interpretation. Then they have some sort of interpretation to justify the mm-hmm. decision. And they'll, 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 mm. that's why communication is important. It. Though, like I'm saying, it. that is why it would be so good for everyone. 
And as I said, so good to sit there and, and listen and understand why. And we're talking about Derek McInnes one because obviously we just played that. Why that wasn't checked? I, don't I think that would frustrate as well. There was another one. I can't remember the game the other week I was watching. It was, is it Peter Walton? Mm -hmm. the, yeah. The referee in the studio. Yeah. He says it's a penalty. 20 seconds later after they'd seen it at a different angle. <laughs> it wasn't a penalty. It changed in 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But at least, he, at least you can hear, and he says the reason why I don't <laughs> yes, think it is now. Andy Constant, I can't understand why. What could have happened there? Mm. Like, unless he says you know, someone was pushed or something like that, then at least just come out and yeah. speak I think, about I think it. Particularly on something like that, it would be really important, wouldn't it? Because everyone is just fixated on the handball, mm -hmm. and everybody thinks it hits his hand. I mean, how could, how yeah. could you not? And it might, and I, I don't. I'm honestly not speaking from any knowledge here. Mm. It might genuinely be that the ref, the VR, is listening to this tonight and going, "Ah, you lot are all clueless. There was yeah. a foul in the build-up." Exactly. So I do get that. It, it would that, be, it'd be brilliant for sure. Because the referee's right there, by the way. Yeah. And the fact that the referee didn't blow with it right mm. in front of him also is a little worry. But yeah. me and him are pals, so I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> Paul is in Greenock. What's your thoughts tonight, Paul? Well, it's not that I'm against the VR. You hear what the referees are saying, and I don't know if you, any of you guys watched the thing of UFR rate referees, guys over the last uh, so many years, referees are discussing uh, different things. You can hear them talking about why they made a decision on a penalty or whatever, and they're discussing between each other. If we could hear all that, you know, in the background, then we maybe understand better why they're giving that decision. I don't know what you think on that one I mean obviously I would love that I mean I absolutely love it Think how good that would be And it would be great For shows like this And whatever else um, For us to hear The referees conversation Absolutely Like the rugby Yeah but to be fair To be fair to To referees or whatever It's not like that's commonplace You know it's not yeah. like They do that in the English Premier League And we just don't Or they do it in yeah. The Bundesliga You know mm -hmm. and we just don't And that's That's the way to, to fix all this it, it might be but Sort of globally, I know there's a, there is a trial coming in, isn't there? At one of the the event that one of the big tournaments coming up soon is it the Club World Cup or something like that? I can't, I can't remember. I read it recently. Um, so on one hand, I love it, but this notion that the the Scottish FA just needs to introduce that and that will fix our problems is is maybe a bit of a delicate one. Yeah, I I, I don't agree. I, again, it would be brilliant for us to listen into. I, I don't think that's it yeah, that's the, the the right thing or the right route to go Why down. Not? I, I just don't because then I think you know for example uh, assistant referee might say something that ends up being proven wrong and then all of a sudden in the media and on talk shows we're all talking about oh he's got this wrong blah 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 I think it's just unfair it's putting added pressure on them and so already an extremely difficult job and they've already got the spotlight on them because as you said with VAR everybody's looking at the referee so I don't think having that constant communication well, that, that, we can hear that, it that does lead us on to something that is at least just worth considering right that that Maybe we're verging on a slightly unhealthy obsession. We are with, with some of the stuff, and look, the irony's not lost on me. I, I know that then on shows like this, people come on, and, and then it all uh, goes round and round. But just take the weekend for example. There was a lot of really big, contentious decisions for people to debate, and that's good, and that's healthy, and football should do that. Is that a foul? Is it a not? Is it that handball? Is that mm -hmm. not? Yet we even want to go as far as to. Say that Well I've looked at my TV And, I, and I, I think that Hawkeye Got that offside wrong At Fir Park And then you see articles About wonky lines And all this stuff And things that are just Factually incorrect And it feels like We as a footballing nation Are on one hand Yes Trying to call out The legitimate problems And that's good But on the other Becoming a bit overly obsessed With things that 
that we don't need to. Yeah, and that's where it gets a little bit unfair and a little bit dangerous. Like you said, there, people talking about wonky lines and, and other things that are factually incorrect. You know, this is kind of what we're talking about here is just opinion based. And as to we've all seen that, that Andy Constantine again, referring back to that one, that's a handball mm. to all of us. So if somebody hasn't given it, then, then, then explain to us. So, no, I get it. It's difficult as well, because I look at all these uh, incidents in isolation, by the way, because I don't support any of the teams that are involved in them. And I just... Well, I, that's I, why, in a way, for me, this is quite refreshing that <laughs> it's this Andy Considine handball that's driving yeah. this, because it takes away the madness that we can get involved in at times in, in this city. I mean, Paul, Marvin thinks that could be t- potentially a bit, a bit harsh on refs, or maybe people, you know... Picking up words that they've said and, and hanging them out to dry with it. Do you think there's a, a danger of that? Football and you some of it. Paul's lines a bit ropey. I'll give you the final say on it, Simon. Listen, I think it is a hard job. Uh, it was meant to be brought in to help referees, but it's, uh, for me, it's not going to change my mind. You, you asked me earlier on. And it's not I can only comment Because I cover the Celtic game But I watch a lot of football As you know Well that's what I was going to say cause you It w- changes the way you watch football I think you watch more leagues Right than MD I know You're always on it Did you watch this game And I'm thinking No I didn't And I don't although know who you watched like, yeah. Although you, you brought a game up tonight That I hadn't seen that, For the first cause. time ever um, <laughs> that, that, just, That's what I'm saying It's changed it, the way we watch football but, uh, Do you recognise A lot of these problems Actually are just existing everywhere? Or, yes, or have we yes. got them no, ourselves? I, I, or? I don't think it's just exclusive to, to Scottish football. Absolutely not. I'm talking about across the board, but it's changed the way we watch the game. And I can only comment on at first hand on ones. Mm. I've got people, uh, I'm in a studio behind the goals at Celtic Park, and you've got people looking up, looking for, because nobody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they can see in this, uh, mm-hmm. checking for whatever, but it's just changed the way we watch the game. Uh, thank you, Paul. Shame the line was a bit wonky, hopefully. <laughs> See that? <laughs> like that. Uh, we'll do it another time. That was Paul in Greenock. Takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I don't know if it's because it's international break. People were just like, get, think this is the GBX and they're getting in touch for shout outs. I've had so many tweets. I mean, <laughs> Jamesy's absolutely pestering me that you have to do this before seven o'clock. Some England, Scotland, England home nations game in Bahrain on Friday. And he's enlisted 15 players. I hope he doesn't think <laughs> I'm mentioning <laughs> all 15. <laughs> Behave yourself, Jamesy. Uh, and Scotland 17s are about to kick off as well. Uh, against Wales Lee Miller has been on To say Give the, the boys a nudge Because of course His son Lennon uh, yeah. Motherwell youngster Is playing in that team So you can check that out Not at the expense Of listening to us of course um, You could be, you could maybe stream that And listen to us In the background But right now It is Beat the pundit time 01419511025 Call before 7 And you could be up next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB So get in touch We have been uh, following on a bit from last night I think you would have to say Lots of Celtic fans wanting to discuss Leal Abada's contractual situation and his future Derek McInnes then had some strong words About referees and VAR So as always people are very keen to share their thoughts On that topic So feel free to keep either of those coming If you're looking to move on We are going to hear from Lyndon Dykes In the not too distant future Quite something to go from You know Hospital bed um, And serious situation at that To perhaps starring for your country In the space of a, a few weeks So we'll hear from him And we'll start building up to 
International weekend that we've got ahead So keep those calls coming in then 01419511025 And we'll play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time your favourite time of the week, Marvin Bartley? I feel relaxed, and that's a real worry. A real <laughs> worry if like I get pissed. It's better when you're on edge. Yeah. I think, Why is that? I think the foot long I had before coming in, it just put me into that kind Sorry? of snooze mode. Oh, like you went to that popular sandwich shop. Did I ever tell you the story about that a few weeks ago? You they loved a free one, did they? No, they After didn't. You dropped it. Uh, on a Saturday morning, um, we on a Saturday afternoon, sorry, in here we decided to to order from said mm-hmm. sandwich shop, and your old pal Hugh Evans had never been before, never heard of it, right? And he'll be listening, entirely unfamiliar with the concept. So we were saying to him, "Look, just think of it this way: it's a sandwich, and you can pretty much get anything you want on it, anything yeah. and everything. Just, just tick the list, like take what you want. Do you know what you got on it? Cheese, ham and cheese. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we ordered it." And uh, producer Callum at the time cost him about eight quid for this ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> what anyway, a guy. So you'll Uncle have to you'll have man. to educate him. Anyway, Liam is in Paisley tonight. How's it going, Liam? Uh, no bad, mate. Yourself? Not bad. You ever played before? No, I have not. Remind me, producer Ross was last night's contestant from Paisley. I don't know if you know this guy, Liam, but you need to you need to listen to this back. He was the most laid back person <laughs> of anyone. He came he came on and won. Really? I who, mean, who did he beat? Uh, Mark Wilson. You something even better, Gordon. Go for it. See that laid back boy you're talking about? Uh huh. That's my wee brother. Sure. You're joking. If we, we didn't know him, no kid, you own. See that I'm here, Gordon. You can't have two players. It's not multiplayer. What are you going downstairs? No, but like. Do you, know what, do you know what's annoying me about this, right? Because I hope I hope people at least take me as an honest individual. This, if I was listening at home, I'd think, ah, this is some sort of stitch up. I swear, I did. And the producer's looking at me confused. <laughs> Remind me of your brother's name, Liam. Sean. Sean, so was. <laughs> How are you, Sean? Me and you should team up. Yeah, exactly. Are you all right, Sean? I am good, Gordon. How are you? That's how he answered all the questions <laughs> last night, and he still won. <laughs> Incredible. Um, anyway, well, there are no rules against that, I guess. And is he helping you, Liam? No, no, I mean he's not helping yeah, me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. What's going on with this place, right? Anyway, heads at Simon Tails. It's Marvin. It's Tails. It's Marvin up against Liam, Sean, and whoever else is in the back ah. of the car. Um, and whatever it is that they're up to this evening out and about in Paisley so let's uh, give Marvin some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, and we'll get the clock ready I know Sean knows the, the deal but Liam for you 30 seconds answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer okay right, right top man your time starts now name either Rangers player sent off domestically this season Morelos Greg Taylor joined Celtic from which team Kilmarnock who was announced Crystal Palace manager yesterday Roy Hodgson Which Scottish Premiership team Has the oldest stadium? Oh. Rangers Who was the last country That Scotland beat Men's team? Denmark Which outfield players Got the most minutes For Celtic this season? Carl McGregor Which team's nicknamed The Blue Toon? Blue Toon uh, Quick Kelly Okay, let's bring back Marvin. Are you ready, Marvin? Yeah. Same set of questions. Are they good? I'm not telling you. Okay. Ready? Yep. Name either Rangers player to be sent off domestically this season. Instrum. 
Greg Taylor joined Celtic from which team? Kilmarnock Who was announced as Crystal Palace manager yesterday? Roy Hudson Which Scottish Premiership team's got the oldest stadium? Motherwell Who was the last country Scotland men's team beat? Denmark Which outfield players got the most minutes for Celtic this season? McGregor Which team is nicknamed the Blue Toon? Pass Juan Alegria is on loan from Rangers at which Scottish club? He's on loan at Rangers? On loan from Rangers at which Scottish club? Pass it Thistle Okay Liam, Sean, how did it go? Uh, I don't know, it sounded keen didn't it? It was good man <laughs> <laughs> Sounded keen <laughs> uh, You both got the first one right Morelos and Lundstrom both sent off the same game I think wasn't it? Easter mm-hmm. Road. Uh, Greg Taylor joined Celtic from Kelly Both got it and you both got Roy Hodgson Crystal Palace so a nice easy start Then it sort of goes downhill a little bit um, for who? <laughs> both of you. Oh, wow. um, I must admit, this would be a stab in the dark for anyone. I think apparently Tanadice is the oldest stadium. Right. I couldn't. I just thought it'd be Motherwell because it was just you, silly question. Um, the last country Scotland men's team beat was Ireland. Remember Jack Hendry, Ryan Christie penalty yeah, Saturday night after Ireland yeah. beat them. Um, which outfield players get the most minutes for Celtic this season? You both went Callum McGregor. It's Cameron Carter Vickers. Uh-huh. So and I mean to be fair, Liam and Sean, I thought. Unfair advantage here to Marvin Bartley I mean which team are nicknamed The Blue Toon Because he's probably played them And if he hasn't it will be soon It's Peter Head Peter Head I would have said yeah I mean, Oh not, I bet you would have Well you're not yeah. a manager in the same Blue, league oh, Yeah but nicknames like, That's not important mm. nah, I had no clue about that Blue Toon one Yeah me neither Leo. And uh, Juan Alegria This is not good for you either Is on loan I feel sorry for you here Because I can only assume He was at Partick He's not featuring at all because you literally just played this team. Falkirk is he? Is that loan? Is, it, is he definitely still on loan there? Nah, he's not. Nah, nah he's, he's not. not. He's been recalled, I think. No, nah, this is this happens every time I play this game. <laughs> yeah, but that was yeah, most, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that was his most recent. No, club, that's anyway. not. That's not the question. Well, it's certainly not Partick Thistle because that was prior to that. So pick your dummy back up oh, and man, get ready. Last time it was a fish one. Get ready for the full time teaser. Are you ready? Do me a favour, Simon. Go and stand in front of that league no. table. Oh. Yeah, go and stand in front of it. Just take it off. Yeah, take it off the wall. That's fine. Rip I'll it. Take it off. Okay. Randall of recess, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Randall. Right, here's the way it's going to work. I'm going to ask the question. I'll get Marvin to write his answer down and I'll then invite you two to give me your attempt, okay? Okay. Right, good stuff. <laughs> like that, Marvin. Bit of tension. Uh, how many league goals have Celtic and Rangers conceded at home this season combined? How many league goals have Celtic Rangers conceded combined at home this season? Right, quick, Liam and Sean, give me your answer. At home? Uh, quick. 18. Okay, Marvin Bartley, what have you gone? 21. The guys have gone 18. <laughs> the answer's 18 <laughs> oh. yeah. No, they're Googling This is ridiculous, <laughs> man Oh, man <laughs> These two no. are the most unlikely football anoraks in the west of Scotland Sitting at home with a Mac and an iPad I won't, I won't hear any different you want, you, want, you want me to kick these two out? You two can be the new pundits Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Liam and Sean are running beat the pundit They this own is, you This is God. embarrassing Yes, mate can you tell Mark I was at Snoop Dogg the other night? <laughs> <laughs> of course he was. I mean, of course he was. Oh, I bet. 
Anyway, <laughs> Liam, can I ask you a question? Aye. Did you want to see his Google then? I'll send you my Google history of the room, mate. No, <laughs> don't do that. Nobody <laughs> needs to see that, believe don't me. That, honestly, right? That's why I urged them to sort of hurry up. Yeah. There's no way they could have done it quick enough. Yeah, Home goals, nah. Yeah. Shout 18. <laughs> 18 bang on. Uh, These two are like Scottish footballers. So that's two wins out of two. For the family. For the yeah. Going to sit the, the sign ball side by side on the mantelpiece. Why did you get him to take that down? I know It would have not helped you at all I, I didn't know if it had yeah. The breakdown of home and oh, away games okay. Some league tables do You know You, just, you yeah. can never be, you can never be too sure <laughs> oh, That's heartbreaking <laughs> Liam fair play mate Fair play to yeah, you Well done to brother. you Well done oh, Do you know what I really want to do Like genuinely I had no idea that Because that's when I said oh, You won't um, Ah, you probably won't know the guy from Paisley. He's sitting next to him in the car. I'm genuinely serious. I had no idea. I can. The best thing when his brother comes out, there's a massive delay, man. I think his brother was in like Jamaica or something. There's like three or four seconds. Well, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, Brian is sticking up for you. To be fair, that Juan Alegria is no longer at Falkirk. This, I, I this, thought this there was is something what fishy with that question. Oh, fishy! You've, now you've gone to the last mistake that you made <laughs> as well. With who's got a fish on Marvin, there? Marvin. Oh, Do you think I write these questions? Oh, the producers, we need to change again. Here's the, way, here's the way to think about this, right? Do you set out your own cones at training? Of course you don't. You I get do. someone I'm who does on. that running about for you. <laughs> That's a, uh, listen, this is second did you, time. Did you win last week? Are you in a slump? No, nah, he wins nah, quite a lot. Nah, yeah, I win quite a lot, week? except for when he messes the questions up. Sandra says, I swear I only listen for Beat the Pundit, especially when Big Marv loses. My mum's called Sandra. There it's probably go. her. It's <laughs> no? I'm thinking not, no, no. to be honest. Okay. No. Um, especially when he loses? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> The Paisley brothers I need to know more about those two no, You don't You should have heard last night Honestly Really? That exact same tone Pace Oh man Accusations about his What he's been up to Like yeah. just Yeah And just stayed there Never changed And just, just How have they got just won? two days in a row That's brilliant man <laughs> Honestly To get 18 as well Bang on That's fantastic Of course they did though Do you know what I mean like, Yeah having, like, Just sums it up yeah, Of course they did Oh, of Good course guys. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm happy for yeah. them. Absolutely delighted. Just give them one ball to share, to be honest. Just cut it in half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Credit crunch. Right, 01419511025. Get your calls into us, please. Brian is on the line. How are you, Brian? Not bad yourself. Yeah, not bad, Brian. What's your point tonight? Hi, Simon. How you, Marvin? Hi, Brian. Uh, my point is, it's a bit of a VR. I heard, uh, I don't know if it's Simon or Marvin, they're saying they're taking the hack for Banovich goal. The reason I think the reason he takes every single goal is there could be a player standing off offside position blocking the, the sight of the ball to the goalkeeper. So they've got to check to see if that's that's the case. That's why they take all these goals. Under my impression anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Every goal does get checked and get, look sometimes it can then this is where maybe communication does come into it. But then again, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if this is different anywhere else. I don't know if it is. If you think about a, a team Gets the ball in the halfway line, drives forward, a few passes, probing. You know the attacking phase of play is still going on. There's quite a lot to check. Sometimes there's no doubt there will be others that that we can have a pop, but it's just worth bearing in mind. No, so you're quite right, Brian. But I think it's, it's fully. If you ever watched a basketball game, uh, yes, on the telly, right? They they tell you exactly what they're investigating while they're at the side of the pitch. The guy goes over to look at the monitor. He explains why he's looking at the monitor and he explains his decision where everybody in the stadium can hear what he's saying. Then everybody would understand what, why they're checking these things. You see, it works in basketball, it's the other player stop, the, the referee, he's almost looking at his wee monitor, he's on the microphone, 
everybody can hear what you're saying. And I think that would be a better idea to bring in maybe a wee guy in a, phone, a wee with a microphone in, in the stadium just explaining to everybody what they're taking. Yeah, I mean, Marvin, that what we get just now is it should be in there's a logistical challenge for certain grounds because we don't always have the big screens and therefore it might fall mm-hmm. on advertising boards LED ones or it might fall on stadium announcer and they just give the basic you know checking possible handball possible yeah. penalty stuff like that so Brian clearly wants it a lot of steps further on than that you know an, an actual explanation Brian must be a big into his basketball mm-hmm. um is that, is it's, that it's, but the thing is, Gordon, a lot of like. people who speak about VAR and complain about it is the, the length it takes. You know, so if you start wanting explanations as well, it's going to take even longer. I think we have to understand. Well, you're not just be kind of doing it in real time, like describing what you're seeing, no? No, no, because if you're describing what you're seeing, then you're probably taken away from, you're, you're kind of multitask, aren't you? You're trying to get these mm. decisions right first and foremost. I don't want to be them explaining and getting something else wrong. It's as difficult enough as it is for the referees. I think we have to get used to it in football that this is. This is what's going to be going forward and it will get better. There's going to be teething problems. It's the first season we've had it in Scotland. Um, things will get better with yeah. it. I just don't think you can ask the referees to also be you know, describing what they are seeing on the screen. So, I feel like on one hand, Simon, that all sounds great. Like I said, I'd love that here. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'd absolutely but love what, it. it. But on the, on rugby. That, that, yeah, but, and, on, and on the other, I'd feel more sort <clears> of Keen for it Or not, not more keen for it But more Like we needed it If that's what other leagues were doing I'm not saying yeah. you just copy everyone else But it just feels like Football as a whole IFAB Whoever it may be At the start of all this Just Sort of You know We're, we're lumped now with VAR And you're kind of going to have to Deal with to, it To take the, the rough with the smooth on it yeah. If everybody else was making up the rest And like I say I know there is, there is a trial ongoing If everyone else was doing that You'd think right, Well that's the thing we need to fix it Where now it feels like We are Stretching for all these solutions And actually we'll be coming up with things That other leagues don't even do So yeah. um, It'd be interesting But If yeah, it happens It happens I think okay. maybe further down the line You know you're, They're going to experiment At this tournament As you're saying I think <coughs> it was a year long trial actually so And maybe, it started maybe at the, the, down the line, It will be I understand what Brian's saying Because As I said earlier on that there, there is a lot of confusion Inside stadiums You know As a A spectator sport you know, folk are it's taking mm-hmm. the spontaneity away from yeah. celebrating goals and you know, there is a bit of confusion there, so that would that would certainly help that, but I think that's still a wee while away. Yeah, I mean I I don't have I don't go to many English Premier League games, if any, actually. I'm always in here, but I get I assume it's just the same, isn't it? You know, that yeah. it just pops up on the screen. So this would yeah. be this would be the problem. We should have known this. This, mm-hmm. And this is why for many but people England still has problems with the screens. They they still have problems with people complaining about yeah. stuff. Gordon so even down there with all the money that they have and the full time referees and full time assistant referees they still have problems with it it's not exclusive to no it's it's not not, but it's just easy to you know kind of beat the referees and the officials up here with with that stick and they're part time by the way although to be fair then Edward says we need to stop this narrative of blaming VAR when will we learn it's the refs that are the problem VAR's shown how incompetent they are take it away we'll go back to mediocrity David says VAR works majority of the time It's been proven mm-hmm. across the globe What it's done in Scotland The sure refs Not good enough And a very poor standard all over That's the issue I'd say Says David But it's not the ref on the pitch That's the problem sometimes Is it? And, and no, it's got to be both though. Yeah it's, it's, it is a bit of both But also now I do think referees are using it as a safety net If they think there's something there That you know maybe I would have given a penalty before But I'm just going to leave it Because yeah. the person in the VR room Might say to me You can go and check that Then I'll, then I'll just leave mm. it Kind of thing Or 
you know, we saw it was at Dundee United when the penalties, the goalkeeper came out of Dundee United, punched the ball, was against Celtic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that was given <clears throat> as a penalty. I think now yeah. you think, right, I'm going to give the penalty. And then if it's wrong, I'll get to go and see the screen anyway. Yeah. So it's taken that kind of edge away from it as mm. well, I suppose. Thank you, Brian. 01419511025. I'm sure we can get back to that tonight or any other night. That's a very popular topic for sure. We're going to hear from Lyndon Dykes soon, though. He has had a terrible time of it. Um, quite a, an interesting uh, and important story to tell. We'll hear from him next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. I'll get you a full-time teaser uh, very soon, but I want to squeeze this in quickly because our next caller has time constraints. It's Andy Barge. He's on the line. Uh, and Andy's a big Scotland fan. That's why he's joining us tonight. But he also such a big Scotland fan. Uh, he's recently written a book called A Nation Again uh, The Inside Story of Scotland's Journey to the European <coughs> Championship So it seems like a, a a nice way to get us into the international chat for this week Andy, thanks for uh, joining us Tell us a little bit about the book then Now that it's come to fruition, it's out there, it's published You must be delighted at a bit of a, a labour of love Yeah, thanks very much for having me on Gordon Yeah, you're bang on and and quite right with the time And hopefully this is the start of a a second book in the offing If we can go and do it again So yeah, a labour of love Just started it the morning after we beat Serbia And and finished it last summer I spoke to a a dozen of the the guys that helped take us there And a lot of the guys that played in the playoff final And they were so passionate about how, how they helped us get there And um, I, I feel quite humbled and honoured really that they trusted me to put their memories and words into onto paper and then and then have it in a book forever. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely filled. Well, I mean, you're the only guy in the country that was able to write the morning after that game in Serbia. So that's that, that's a good start. Um, in terms of going forward to this campaign, then how do you feel generally about what we've got round the corner? Well, the camp, the, the campaign as a whole, the. The kind of shark in the water is Norway, isn't it? I mean, they're they're quite a, an imposing prospect, to be honest. I think purely because of Haaland and Odegaard. But um, apart from that, we've got the big team, which I don't think we we ever really fear. We quite often save our best performances for those games. And then Georgia uh, and Cyprus, what we were going to get, um, we're going to have to work hard to get past them anyway. It was the seed that was going to be closest to us. Unfortunately, I think we picked that we were picked the second best team from Norway's pot. So that is a tough one, um, and I think it probably will, um, provided we keep our end of the bargain against Cyprus and Georgia, come down to the games against Norway, which fill me with a wee bit of trepidation, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Georgia got some not bad individuals, in case people hadn't noticed as well. I mean, is there is there still a I think there's still a, a feel good factor about this squad and the international football? You're obviously you know big into it, and, and some people. I said earlier it kind of goes out of sight out of mind for some people because it just feels like ages since we played and it must be murder to build up that momentum and then you're dealing with injury and club form and so on is, is should there still be a an optimistic outlook going into this one yeah I, I, to be honest I think the way that the Nations League ended uh, towards uh, in October I think it was November has kept that alive a little bit after after the actual Euros themselves I think there was a bit of deflation then we came uh, back and we, we had that good campaign where we finished it with the win against Denmark. And suddenly I think, you know, prospects were getting raised again. And then to go and um, recover from the playoff final, uh, the 
playoff semi-final defeat to Ukraine and that battering we took in Dublin to then recover to finish top of the Nations League group and get promoted. We're going to have some really excited games, exciting games coming up over the next couple of years now in the next Nations League. So, yeah, I think there is definitely reason to be positive. I think the squad's decent again. Um, I think a lot of people a bit confused as maybe why there aren't so many changes. Uh, some people maybe deserve another call, but look, Clark has got, if not the best, then somewhat close to it out of these guys. So I, I can understand why he's he's placed his trust in them again for Cyprus. What is the main intrigue with this fresh batch of fixtures? Is, is it the goalkeeping situation? Is it is it tough to look beyond that? Yeah, well, we, it, it's, it feels a bit disrespectful to Clark and Kelly to say that it was a matter of urgency that we did need I think another option they've been in squads but the fact that Clark hadn't trusted them before uh, we had friendly against Poland and Austria last year and then Turkey and none of them got a game I think that kind of told its own story that we needed um, a longer term option that Clark clearly fancied and look, this isn't that I know that Gunn has bided his time here but this it's not like Gunn is um, you know, suddenly discovered that he's got a Scottish gran. He's he's the son of a Scotland international, so it, it, he's got a blue blood flowing through him in there somewhere. I know that he took his time to think about it, but personally, I don't doubt him, and I've not, I've got no issue with him uh, deciding now's the time, uh, and especially at, at a moment when we needed it with Craig Gordon not just coming to the end of his career, but badly injured as well. And will he get the nod? I am certain of it. Yes, hundred percent. Certain, I like that. I like that yeah. level of. Yeah. I like that level of certainty I have to say Andy I know you can't stay on We could probably keep you on all night And go through some brilliant stories of the book I mean we've got a few If you ever want to add a couple of extra chapters I'll tell you about the time that Hugh Keevans called up At 10 to midnight that night in Serbia And it was his birthday And believe me He had been celebrating his birthday when he called this show um, he, wasn't, he wasn't writing a call on the next morning He then. certainly was not But listen I know you're, you're hard pushed for time So thanks for joining us no, thanks, Gordon. Cheers. Good man. That was Andy Bard. If you want to go and check out that book that I mentioned, please do. Um, Andy put a lot of uh, hard work into it, reminiscing about some of the brilliant achievements of getting there to the Euros. Hopefully, it's the start of, uh, of something else going forward. What are you? Um, are you two hundred percent sure Angus Gunn plays in goal? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's it's something that is we've been blessed with really good goalkeepers over. The last few camp- campaigns, Craig Gordon, obviously, the horrendous injury. I, I'm not sure. I'm I think sure he plays. Three. You think he plays? Yeah, I think I think he plays. I think that's. Yeah. I'm, I'm with I'm with Andy on that one. I think that's a certainty that he does start. Great opportunity for Based somebody on... because, as I say, it's been so dominant with, with Craig Gordon, David Marshall mm-hmm. in recent times. Like the level, the level that he's he's playing at is, is the. I mean, the championship versus Scottish Premiership is always a contentious debate because. There's a lot, you know. There's a variance within the championship yeah. for a start, and then what makes you so sure? I, I just think, you know, when you go to that kind of trouble to bring somebody into a squad, I say trouble. That's probably the wrong word. But you, you go out there, and obviously they've asked him before, and, and it, it seems that he turned it down, and now this time he's he's agreed to it. I think you know, yeah, you know, if you're going to come and be third choice or sit on the bench, and you're not yeah. probably not going to take trouble to do it again. Um, I just think once the manager's done that, he's kind of said, "Listen, the opportunity's there for you to come and play." Obviously, he has to produce mm-hmm. the performances, yeah. but I think he he will be given that chance to to kind of lose a shirt rather than having to gain it. Mm. Uh, here's your teaser, by the way, just on that theme. You are unfortunately for you, you're an adopted Scot now, Marvin. So you're going to have to deal with these types of things. You might get. A, I just want the question to be these right. Are, these are mostly your era, I would say. Okay. I don't know if it'll help you. Can you name the last eight players to score for Scotland men's team? Who are not born in Scotland Lyndon Dykes 
Straight in with the correct answer Well done Name uh, the last eight players to she, score for Scotland Men's team who were not born in Scotland She Adams Has Cooper scored? Don't think so no. Nope The last eight It's a good start I'm happy with mm. that Dykes and Adams I mean there should be another couple of kind of more obvious ones in the squad Based yeah. on Recent ones How they sound Where they play Oh dear that silence is ominous isn't it mm. I don't like that It's starting to get hot again It's making me nervous <laughs> <laughs> You'll kick yourself on this one I mean he's not a goal scorer as such But he's a very well known McTominay There we are Scott McTominay At least somebody's on the ball tonight Simon Thank you for that uh, Dykes Adams How does that not sound What do you say he doesn't sound Scottish He no, sounds You ever heard him speak Oh like Okay right. Like you Right Okay. okay, anyway, 01419511025. Um, if you want to send a question in, by the way, that was Sean that sent that in. So thank you to Sean, full time at Clyde1.com. Let's hear a bit from Lyndon Dykes, the first answer on the teaser. It's almost like we planned these things. Um, but he's had an, an incredible time of it. He has scored important goals for Scotland. He may well do so in the coming games. Um, but he's been speaking about his time in hospital with pneumonia just wasn't a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Even if that, he says it was a scary time. It's made him appreciate his career even more. It was quite serious. Obviously, I was in hospital for eight days, and it was quite tough on me and my body. And you know, walking into a critical illness wasn't very nice. It was a scary moment because it went kind of zero to a hundred really quick. The doctors and the specialists um, was quite shocked how early that. Um, I'm back being involved Even myself a little bit shocked But I was happy to get back out Just happy to be back uh, Playing football Back on the pitch And not in a hospital bed <laughs> But uh, yeah So far so good The positive that I took out of it Is that I'm grateful for Everything that I have And when I'm playing football now I kind of step back a bit And realise what I'm doing I just try and enjoy Each moment now So I'll enjoy it even more When hopefully Scotland qualify uh, For these uh, games coming up I mean you know Marvin it's, it's incredible Everyone saw the pictures He's in there in the hospital bed And He's talking about You know Being out of breath And In really serious way Like not being able to stand up Not even being able to walk around The hospital and so on So it's been quite a turnaround In the space of a few weeks Yeah he was, he was really Really struggling You know as he said there And kind of you alluded to as well um, It was quite worrying times For him definitely And his family But also his friends um, You know it's not often That you speak to someone Or you hear someone Who's in a hospital bed And for a point He couldn't even You know message you back or Whatever his wife was doing it So Listen, as you said, it's so good to see him back. Um, I think he's played two or three games for QPR now. I think the first one back, he's meant to play 45 and he lasted slightly longer. Um, so obviously his fitness and stuff's being built up and, you know, Steve Clark thinks he's fit enough and, and you know, in good enough health to play now. So brilliant to see him back. As he said, you know, sometimes these things in life makes you appreciate what you do have, yeah. um, you know, and, and hopefully kicks on again in his career. Uh, let's bring in Paul, who is in Cardonald. What do you think of these... Two games coming up, Paul. I mean, they're very different, aren't they? When you Cyprus is, is one that has all that pressure of everyone <clears> will expect you to win, and then of course Spain, which is an entirely different proposition, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty much both ends of the of the spectrum, isn't it? Um, hoping that we can we can start the, the campaign strongly. I think over the last few, it's been a kind of recurring theme where we have maybe kind of faltered at the start, and then you're kind of playing catch up with the rest of the campaign. But I think if we can. I mean, ideally, four points would be fantastic. Um, 
come the end of, of the game on Tuesday if we've got the four that would be great I suppose if we'd beat Spain and Drew with Cyprus maybe not but um, <laughs> but um, yeah I, I think as well like the fact that with uh, with Norway got a couple of games against Spain and, and Georgia and they're missing Haaland obviously that, that could play into our hands as well in terms of if they can maybe yeah. go up some points then potentially we could open up a little gap there which could take us into um, good footing come the the game in June against against Norway. So yeah, I'm obviously optimistic based on on current form and um, going to the games as well, which I'm looking forward to. So yeah, hoping for hoping for a good start to the campaign. It's funny because when Paul said that, we sort of chuckle, Simon. Could you think, oh, that that would be the Scotland thing to do, you know, it draw with Cyprus, beat Spain. But but actually, right, see to be fair, that this is the thing that has become a bit of a feature of this team. There is a bit more of a, a, a no fuss approach. You know, we've shaken a lot of that stuff because remember that stuff was all in the back. Oh, glorious failure and yeah. don't reach tournaments and so on. I think it's a bit unfair. You 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 would be factually incorrect to label that sort of stuff at this team. Yeah, that's not to say it might not happen. But well, listen, I think uh, I think we're in a good place with the with the squad. I think we've got some really good players, uh, and I think we'll kick on. I think the, the the first game is a really important one. Home to Cyprus, we have, aye, we have to start off to a flyer. Anything you get off Spain <clears throat> next midweek is a bonus. And I think what Andy was touching on, I think it'll be down to mm-hmm. the, the us in Norway for that second spot. It is funny, Marvin, because you know how football works, right? When when all this is said and done, if it doesn't go to plan, and we hope that's obviously not the case, you're not going to you're not going to cut Steve Clark any slack. It's just not how how football works. But I think we can see that before we go into the campaign. It is a brutal draw Like we've forgotten about it If you are Seeded second Like Scotland were It's supposed to help you mm. And as Andy alluded to For Norway to come out In that seed And then even for Georgia Because of the emergence Of this absolute superstar They've hey. got playing for Napoli as well Farage <laughs> <Yeah. Kira. laughs> I believe is how you say the name I've been practising um, You know Look th- These things happen in football You'll need to deal with it But I don't think we can Gloss over it too much And fail to acknowledge just how annoying that is. It's a horrendous draw, considering how well Scotland had done to, you know, be as you say, seeded second. <coughs> We've waited then, ages to be seeded second, exactly. And, and then you, you get see it, landed with Haaland. Wow. Yeah, it's listen. It, it's such a difficult draw, and probably couldn't have been much worse for Scotland. But listen, Steve Clark will be saying to the players, it doesn't matter. We're seeded mm. second for a reason. So whoever's yeah. came out after us, we are better than. It's for just us to challenge exactly yeah. to challenge Spain. And, and to be fair to. I've fallen into the trap as well because as Paul alluded to Haaland will miss these two games for Norway and I, I put something on Twitter like well I bet he's fit for the Scotland games and t- mm-hmm. you know in typical Scotland fashion yeah. he'll be fit to play us that's a certainty but Paul quite rightly says and people pointed this out to me on Twitter as well maybe that just gives a better chance of, of Georgia taking something off Norway this time and you're already looking for other teams to, to maybe try and do you some favours yeah, before it's even started exactly to slip up but again Steve Clark will be saying let's just take care of our own business yeah. you know regardless of what Norway do you know let's take care of our business we know how good we are we know the togetherness that we do have and the good players we do have and we just need to go out like you said first and foremost beat Cyprus <coughs> and then we'll deal with the Spain mm-hmm. game after that two home games to yeah. start it's, it's, like, it's a good rocking start as well, by yeah the way. you go and win the first game yeah. and take the momentum into the second game against Spain you, know, you never know Yeah it's interesting because I'm sure I read today it's, It is pretty much sold out at the weekend mm-hmm. And back to that out of sight out of mind thing I said And I know that international football doesn't float everyone's boat But believe me there was a time not that long ago Where we are not selling out a home qualifier against Cyprus yeah. Not even close Don't get me wrong Saturday afternoon helps I'm sure Yeah. Um, but there, there's obviously a still a, 
there's, a, there's still a momentum there Although it had to be put in the Sort of back burner um, I'm sure we'll carry this on For the next few days Paul It's the main issue Goalkeeper wise Are you any Are you bothered about Angus Gunn's call up Do you think he'll play I, I think he's a sell To be honest with you um, I just I, I, I can't see him Joining the squad Without some form of assurance That he's maybe going to be The main man um, So I'd be really surprised If there was anyone else in goal Other than Angus Gunn on Saturday Interesting Because I get that I get the logic About assurances Something that also just doesn't Does that strike you as Steve Clark's style? No I'm I'm not saying I just think it's so difficult If you go out and and chase a goalkeeper That hasn't been in the squad before And they need to switch You know what country they're going to play for Would you go to all that trouble If if they're not going to play? If they going to start Yeah yeah. If if they're not going to play I probably would suggest that That's the case Yeah Yeah. It is a bit of a kind of Clean slate With the goalkeepers So this is maybe the opportunity to, to bring him in mm-hmm. mm. Well Paul enjoy the game I know you're going along at the weekend That was Paul and Cardonald Thank you for taking the time Is that the fifth Paul on the show today? There's been a few Pauls tonight Yeah. I feel like f- I'm in the Truman show It might well be I don't know I don't Four is it? It's four Pauls Four Pauls Brilliant Well you'll all sleep well tonight Knowing that um, <laughs> Can you name the last eight Scotland goal scorers Not born in Scotland For the men's team Dykes, Adams, McTominay How far are we going back here? Yeah we're actually not having to go back that far. Not far. Who, are you, who are you going to say? Well, there's some from your time. Goff. Nah, nowhere near it. Time wise. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean that's why that's why I don't feel so bad giving you this question because you have absolutely heard and of all seen all tribe. these all these players, Marvin. Right, I'll give you more thinking time, okay, and we'll get the rest of the answers next if we can. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here They're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means they're trying to tackle tonight's full time teaser Thank you to Sean for sending it Who wants the last 8 Scotland goal scorers For the men's team Who were not born in Scotland So you've gone for the memorable ones recently Dykes Shea Adams Scott McTominay Hanley Nah Dumfries I think he's born uh, yeah, I think oh, he's some, Something along Anya mm. Oh What This always happens to me What You're looking at me Ah uh, I played for West Brom Winger Yes By the way You're better at this than I thought Buck No Buck No <sighs> I actually one. thought it Maybe him But he was born in Kirkcaldy Oliver no. Buck Oh man, he might still be there now. I think he might be. Right winger, he was stuck. Philip Phillips. Phillips. Matt Phillips. Well done. Very well done. Very well done. Okay. Uh, I'll give you some more thinking time and you can get back to me. Uh, We are on Twitter as well. We're at Clyde SSB. You can see Matthew chucking some uh, answers in there that you still need to get. (laughs) Have you got his his name? Yeah. Uh, Chris Martin? No. Yes. He was at Derby. I remember there was, a, there was a big thing, weren't he, when he started playing for Scotland? Chris Martin. There was well a big done. story Chris about Martin, it. one of them. Yeah. Well done. Well done. All right, so what you got? That's all I got. Is it three to get or something? Three, That's yeah. not bad. You're doing not three, too badly. Yeah. So I might join in. Doing not too badly at all. I actually thought you had the weekend off, but I realise it's Friday night football for you this weekend. Yeah, Friday night <clears throat> under the lights. Through the capital. Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. You still got contacts in the capital having spent some of your playing career of course, there? I run that city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Treat, big the, game. Big treat game. the Queen of the South players tonight out in the capital if they nah, win. I can't afford that. <laughs> new, new wages, mate. Nah. We're going to 
Could be a good game though, Gordon. You should have came, mate. But you'll be working. Ah, oh, yeah. Otherwise, I would have been. I'll there. FaceTime you. <laughs> um, good win though last week against Falkirk. It, it was. It mm. was especially after you telling me that. I heard you went fancy we were yeah, lose. Yeah, exactly. Tipped elsewhere. Yeah, how dare um, they? That was a really good. Really good win against a good team. To be fair, I went to watch them on Monday night against Air. So obviously they got through in the, to semi final of the cup. Um, but no, listen, we always fancied the players, and they they did really well. So it's all down to them. It's easy to stand on the side shouting, isn't it? It's out there running around and yeah, and but they're the obviously yards. just focused on the Scottish Cup. Who? Falkirk. No, they should be focused on the league. That's important. Getting promoted. Do you think? They, surely they weren't distracted or anything? No, he made three subs at half time. By the way, he was he wasn't happy. I spoke to him after. Um, he he wasn't too happy at all. I think on the back of performing so well on the Monday, maybe he thought they took their eye off it and he wasn't happy. So uh, no, listen, full credit to to my players. I'm hard enough on them as it is. They were they were brilliant. They were. Yeah, good on you. So that's yeah. They've got a little bit of lower league football this weekend. It's uh, championship tends to be Friday night. So in fact, yeah, most of them are Friday night, leaving Scotland <coughs> to get the the main billing, if you like, on Saturday, two o'clock kickoff. A nice change for us. We actually get to come on air on a Saturday afternoon for a Scotland game. Don't think we've had the chance to to do that. Um, do you get the feeling, Simon, just to combine a couple of thoughts before we leave, like. This international break, like the end of this, almost signals that that you're on the running. Then, it, when it comes to domestic stuff, I know in yeah. Scotland we we've got the split, which sort of focuses that. You know yeah. that you've then got five games to go. <clears> but <throat> I would imagine if you're a player out there and you're not on international duty, or even if you are, once that's done, then you, then you know it's that sort of single track to the end of the season to try and achieve whatever it is your team's aiming for. Definitely, the home straight, the the business end, whatever you want to call it. You know those big games coming up uh, in the league. There's the obvious one uh, round the corner in the semi-final, with the, or two semi-finals in the Scottish Cup, should I say? So yeah, I think they'll be taking the opportunity just now, just to kind of get themselves freshened up for the for the final running. But from a Scotland point of view, we've got two two big games coming up. As I say we could go off to a really good start. Starting on, on Saturday against Cyprus And it's an interesting time for it Because with, with the, Let's be honest Every Domestic manager is Just watching Fingers crossed That the players all come back um, You know Fit and ready yeah. to go like, I know I know that we don't have As close a title race Really as As other leagues It, it probably is Going to end up At Celtic's Title come the end of the season But there is still the cup As Simon says And you yeah. just wonder if What knock on effects Any international Injuries either way could have not just on those two, but obviously that's just what takes the focus at this time. Yeah, no, there'd be a massive worry from the, from those managers. Definitely, you know, for your players going international duty. Firstly, you're proud, but then secondly, you're thinking, and they will be watching the game, saying, "Just come back, just come back fit, please," because it doesn't take a lot, Gordon. You know, to swing it in, in somebody else's favour, the semi final or the league or whatever else. If you get a few injuries that, you know, to key players, it, it makes things a lot, lot more difficult. And you know, like we were saying about, you know, the two Japanese players who weren't called up. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's almost one of those now. Andrew will be delighted with that. <clears> after, and then you know, he he came off at the weekend after fifteen. Tatties, so then yeah, you're thinking, did. if he was going to. Looks like a little strain If he was going to do it It's mm. now It right gives time. him a bit of time To, to get back Yeah exactly Funnily enough I, I, Amid all the contract talk I think it, I think did see a report About Abada as well Injury wise international duty Oh we international duty Right okay No yeah An, an injury or something in, right. in training I'm sure right. Um So that's where the Because I know international it's always, a, always a concern Yeah massive worry 
Um, I know it doesn't float everyone's boat. I always say that international football, and if that's the case, you're just raging if one of your players doesn't. Uh, <laughs> doesn't but like we've seen it work. But look, I'm not trying to suggest this break is as important as a World Cup, right? Clearly mm-hmm. not. But we've spent the last few months talking about the apparent impact the World Cup had on Dyson Maida and Aaron Moy. So you never know. Someone goes away, has a brilliant international break, comes back and, and gives you your club the form of his life between now and the end of the season yeah exactly but the flip side of that is Michael Beale thinking this international break I can get the players on the grass the ones who aren't going on the international break so you know when you are a new manager and trying to bed your ideas mm. and you know the more players missing out for him probably would have been the better um, but like you said you know listen players going out there and having a good international break it definitely helps when they come back to their club team with someone like Greg Taylor there's obviously a situation there that yeah. Celtic want to manage because yeah, you know Callum, Callum McGregor's away he plays loads <clears throat> mm-hmm. Anthony Ralston's now been added been called up yeah. um, but obviously Celtic and Scotland between them feel that that's not something they can do with Greg Taylor at the moment yeah, I think there obviously is a, an underlying issue with Greg, uh, whether he's not quite 100%. And then you look at the, the guys that are in front of him as well. So maybe yeah. there's been a discussion there, look, if he's not going to be getting game time or considered, he could, I think that's the key he could part be doing with staying here and yeah. working on whatever problem he's got. Yeah, I think if he'd have been a starter for, for Scotland, then yeah. I think he would have gone. Um, but like you said there, if he's not going to... By the way, he's had a great season, but unfortunately for him, he's got... The likes of the two guys, two world class players yeah. in front of him. Yeah, you know it's so unfortunate. Again, we'll we'll definitely get stuck into the nitty gritty of this in the next couple of um couple of days because it's the Wednesday. We're a bit far off from the fixture. I just wonder because with the last time we speak to you two, you see any not curveballs as such, but you know, maybe, maybe time you see Lewis Ferguson think from the start, I, I something along might, those lines. Listen, he, he's doing really well at Bologna. Mm. He really is. Uh, in place of who though? Bill Because McGregor's so playing McGregor's going playing. to play McGinn's going to play McTominay's going to play surely Maybe I think he's class mm. Maybe That could be one though Yeah, yeah. And then I, would, like I, that. I think for the Cyprus game I think the two boys start I know Dykes has been through the mill health wise But I think Dykes and Adams Yeah Up, up top for the Cyprus game Get off to a start Get yeah. off to a winning start And then go from there Three at the back maybe Right, okay, let's round off this teaser. We're looking for the last eight men to score for the Scotland national team who are not born in Scotland. You've given me Chris Martin, Lyndon Dyke, Shea Adams, Scott McTominay, Matt Phillips. Jacob Brown? No, he's not scored yet, no. He's not scored yet, I'm afraid. Simon's mic's off, I think. He's not saying anything. I'm toiling. Are they current squad? There's one who Is scored there? in the Premiership. No, there's one who scored in the Scottish Premiership just at the weekend. You just didn't know that he was he wasn't born here. Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher. Well done. Where's he born? England, I think. Was um, he? Nice goal at the weekend. Again, Greg wow. Taylor might not get a game for Scotland because Robertson and Tierney. Kieran Tierney, not born in Scotland. Seriously, yeah. where was he born? It's not like the Isle of Man or something. What? Something along those lines, yeah, I think so. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Make that up. Well, according to this list, Tierney. yes. Isle of Man, yeah, he was indeed. Right. And your last one. Clue. Quickly. Plays for Newcastle. Matt Fraser. Ritchie. Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie. Fraser. <laughs> I think it was a couple of weeks. Turn his mic off. I think it was a couple of weeks between him and and um, Akechi Anya. So maybe just give you that. It's one of those two. Uh, right. Thank you. We're back tomorrow with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. <laughs>